Well, here it is. Season on the brink. Boston Celtics down 3-2 to the Sixers. Never thought we'd be here. How did we get here? And is there a chance they can pull this off? Would we be surprised? It's all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, gapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to the devices of subscribers. So make sure you open up that podcasting app, hit subscribe, get this podcast whenever it drops. It's going to be a late one tonight. <laughs> this is a, These post-game pods happen really, really late. Uh, you can watch the show on YouTube as well. I'm John Corrales. I used to cover the team. I used to play. I still currently cover the team for Boston Sports Journal. Although, considering the way I can't speak, maybe he doesn't want me covering the team anymore. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Game Time, the Game Time app, which, if you download the Game Time app, you can create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with the Game Time app. All right, Celtics lose this one. 115, 103. I got my little box score over here. I'm here live. Well, not live. I'm recording it as live at the TD Garden, but this is not the green screen. I can actually interact with the my background now. I like being able to do that. Uh, Celtics lose this one, and it wasn't this close. The only reason why it was a 12-point game is, amazingly, Peyton Pritchard and the Bus One boys, uh, Luke Cornett, Mike Muscala, uh, let's see who else was in there. Uh, Sam Hauser, Grant Williams was in there. Uh, that group came in and cut the lead down for a hot second. For a hot second, we we're sitting there like, wait a second, is Joe Mazzulli gonna have to like sub Tatum back in or something? It got to a point where the Celtics just effort and energy was able to take advantage of the Sixers kind of trying to milk the clock and 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 just put this thing to an end. And Pritchard hit a few shots. Uh, what was he? He was two of two, three, three of five overall, two of two from three. Sam Hauser hit a three. I mean, in, in the course of just about four minutes, those guys, uh, Hauser, Cornette, Muscala, were all plus nines. And Peyton Pritchard, who got thrown in there at 9.15 to go, was a plus 14. Peyton Pritchard was a plus 14 in a game they won by 12. How about that for you? And that just tells you effort and energy were not there throughout the game. Uh, after after the game, everybody was saying, like, you know, we, we get into the, oh, why did the Sixers seem to want it more? And and there was pushback. Al Horford, uh, Joe Mazzulli, they, they said, no, no, it's not that they wanted it more. The Celtics wanted it. They wanted it plenty. It's just that the focus wasn't there. The Celtics came out in this game and gave up a ton of offensive rebounds. The Sixers got going. They got confident. They got hot. 
and Tyrese Maxey especially got going. Uh, the Celtics, meanwhile, were missing a ton of shots. They couldn't hit a damn thing. Jason Tatum, again, a slow start. Uh, it's kind of wild that he has now had a couple of games where uh, he, he just can't get going until late in the first half or in the second half. And the, the Celtics, I, hard to say whether the defense was because the offense was terrible or the offense was terrible because the defense was terrible. But after the game, everybody admitted this was the first kind of real stinker of a game. This is the first like outright bad game that the Celtics have played all playoffs just from full start to finish. Couldn't fix anything, couldn't get anything going. They had a chance they made a run in the second quarter. They got a, they got the lead which was I think at that point 16 down to 5 or 14 down to 5. But there was a key stretch within that where the Celtics, like Doc calls a timeout. I think the Celtics get about three or four stops in a row, and the most they could manage was a few free throws out of it. Uh, they didn't turn the few turnovers that they got into enough points. They turned, them, they turned them over eight times. They got 13 points. They actually won the points off a turnover battle uh, because they gave up 13 for 12 points. But to to beat the Sixers, like you got to you got to go out there and force some turnovers, get into transition, run. Uh, when when you can get those turnovers, the Celtics will turn them into points. But the Celtics have to force that with their defense. The defense was not there. It was not there. And now here's the problem: Joel Embiid is is playing. He played without the brace. It looked like uh, he was. He had 33 points. He was a plus 21. He was 10 of 11 from the line, 10 of 23 overall. He hit three three pointers. He had three assists. You know, seven rebounds. It was. Embiid playing well enough, but the Celtics should have the formula for defending Embiid, and it just it didn't work the way it should have worked. Uh, the Celtics defensively were not fully there. The, uh, they gave up 13 second-chance points, but those were mostly early that got the Sixers going. And then after that, the Celtics... They couldn't string enough stops together to get a run going. Other than that second quarter where they strung a bunch of stops together and they couldn't turn it into points, they still managed to cut the lead down to five. But then after that, the lead ballooned back up. And the Celtics went to the half down nine, which was actually really, really good considering the circumstances. But they could never, after that, get enough stops together to to kind of to to to, to make this a uh something that made the the Sixers sweat. Sorry. I'm, my brain is working about as well as the Celtics defense right now. 2:30 in the morning? Yeah. We podcasters, we love to tell you how how late we're up podcasting. I've listened to a few other podcasts and we all love to say when we're up late. Uh Let's let's take a second. Let's come back. We'll talk about some of the things that were said, the focus, uh, individual performances like Jalen, uh, Jason, Al Horford, all of that. Uh, we'll do that in just a minute. First, today's show brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is going to get you 
the tickets you want to the events that you need at the last minute. There are flash deals, last minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy these tickets for any kind of events in your area, whatever you want. If you are interested in suddenly uh, going to game six, if the Celtics win game six, if you're here in Boston, all of a sudden, last-minute tickets are going to become available for a Game 7 against the Sixers. Maybe you want to use the Game Time app for that. But around here, there are shows. There's always something going on in the theater district that's fun. There's comedy. You can get all of that on the Game Time app. You can also get images of your she- your seat so you can see before you buy. So like on my YouTube page, my seat would say, oh, look at this view I've got of the garden. That's a pretty good view. They would tell, They would show you this view. Pretty awesome. Uh, and with the game time app, uh, they've got a guarantee. If you get a same, the same ticket in the same section for in row for less, you get credited hundred percent of the difference Two taps, you buy your tickets, they go directly to your phone. So download the game time app, create an account, use the lock, use lockdown NBA as the code. You get $20 off your first purchase terms apply again. Create an account, redeem the code Lockdown NBA for $20 off the Game Time app. Is last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. Uh, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Uh, make sure you're listening uh, tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about tomorrow other than getting ready for game six. Uh, actually, yes, we'll be getting ready for game six. Uh, I will be on my way to Philadelphia. I will be back in Philadelphia for game six. So uh, check that out tomorrow, and I will do a post-game game six podcast as well. All right. Uh, individual performances in this game before the next segment where I get to the the the, the Celtics having been here before and, and just – what they might be able to do. Uh, Jalen Brown, 24 points, 9 of 16 shooting. He was playing well early. The Celtics did the same thing. They got away from him. And I, and a lot of people were like, hey, you know what? Jalen Brown's been the only effective guy. Why why isn't he playing? Why isn't he touching the ball more? He didn't get enough shots, but then he did touch the ball. And he, he had a, a weird 3 of 8 night at the line, which is not... The weirdest thing, I guess, with Jalen, because he does have tendency to get into little free throw funks. Uh, overall, his night, 24 points, six rebounds, two assists. He did five fouls again in foul trouble again. Three turnovers, two of those were offensive fouls, so it's uh, not the live ball type for most of them. But the, the hiccups at the free throw line, that's that's not great. And just overall, the fouling is an issue. He has to figure out how to play without fouling. If he can get that done, if he can if he can play and not foul and be an effective defender, that changes a lot for the Celtics. So he has to be able to do that. That has to happen in the next game. Jason Tatum, the other star player here. The numbers, the end numbers look great. Wow, 36 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, just 2 turnovers. Amazing. What a game from Jason Tatum. But you know what? No. I'm sorry, 3 of 11 from 3, 11 of 27 overall. When Tatum was looking for his shot, looking for his jumper, then things didn't go well. And I'm not saying you you can't shoot the jumpers. This is a jump-shooting team. This is a three-point shooting team. So you definitely got to let the three-pointers fly, for sure. 
38 of them is is a fine number, 38 three-pointers. They only made 12. You can make a very simple argument of, like, hey, if you just hit 40% of those, you're this is a much different game. Uh, which, like, the, the, the Sixers did. They, hit, they also hit 12 three-pointers. They just took eight fewer. The... The Sixers actually made seven more shots overall, so uh, fourteen point difference there. Plus the Celtics, you know, minus the Celtics two extra free throws. There's your twelve point game. But Tatum has to be better from the beginning. He has to be better from the beginning. Once again, he comes out of the 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 halftime. He gets an and one. He's aggressive. He's going to the rim. He plays through Joel Embiid. That's the type of Tatum that we need to see. That's the type of Tatum that's an all star. I mean, a superstar. Uh, first team all NBA MVP candidate. That's the Tatum that the Celtics need now. And and for what they've won six games now, you're you're supposed to uh, win. What is it? Four, eight, twelve, sixteen. You need sixteen wins. So they've got six. They need ten more. Ten more performances of what Tatum has been giving you for the second half of the last game and the second half of this game. That's what you need from Tatum. That if you're if you are a superstar like you say you are, that's how you got to play. But you got to do it from the beginning, and you can't be just settling. You have to attack, attack, attack. Then you can get your three pointers off the attack. Um, Al Horford, wow, what a rough night for Al Horford. That dude coming off of a night where he talked about being an elite shooter and all of that. Right back down to 0 for 7, 0 for 7 from 3. I think six of those were in the first half. Then he came out in the second half and just said, I, you know what, I'm not shooting anymore. And he sat a bunch in the second half, and it was just a, just an, a really awful night for Al Horford. Defensively, he had nothing. Offensively, he had nothing. He just had nothing. And that's, that's weird for Al Horford. Derek White. It was a non-factor. Marcus Smart was not great. Uh, he grifted his way to 10 free throw attempts, which I guess is is classic Marcus Smart, but he grifted his way to 10 free throw attempts. He, he, he hit eight, and that's why he had 14 points. But otherwise, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not entirely thrilled with his performance. Malcolm Brogdon, eh. Like, no one had a good, a good performance other than the bus one boys at the end and Peyton Pritchard. Grant Williams came in. Grant did a decent job of being physical with Joel Embiid. He had two weird plays. I, I don't know what he was doing. Embiid was kind of facing up, and and he just kind of almost did like a a belly flop. Like he was almost like sumo wrestling with Embiid. I, I don't understand what that what that was. So he did a good job of being physical, but then he took it like a step too far and he fouled, he kept fouling Embiid. Uh, he had one play there where he was kind of like very demonstrably slapping down, slapping down, slapping down. And then so Joel Embiid's like, okay, I'm just going to do this since you're uh, you're just slapping down. And he slapped down on, on Embiid's hand and that became a foul. So I don't know what the, he was doing. I don't know defensively i was thinking at the time like hey you know at least he's being physical with Embiid, but then but then he was being not smart with Embiid. um 
Brogdon should not be guarding James Harden. That that matchup has to go away. I don't know what's up with Robert Williams. I don't know what's up with Robert Williams. He should be more effective in this matchup in the non-Embiid minutes. But he's, I think he's spending too much time on the floor with Embiid, and he's just not he's he's not being he's not able to be as effective as he should be. So overall, like other than Pritchard, and even Pritchard who was, like I said, a plus 14 in nine minutes in, in, in a game of the Celtics lost by 12, you might think, hey, maybe maybe Peyton Pritchard is going to be part of this next, this next game, that rotation. Uh, but just in general, in general, the Celtics, they got booed off the floor here. These fans, they, they, they're in rightfully so. The Celtics got booed off the floor. It's ridiculous how poorly they played. I don't understand how you can come out with that lack of focus against the Sixers at home in a game five. I mean, I asked Joe Mazzulla directly about it looked like you were lacking focus. And he's like, yeah, it, it's in this position. You cannot lack focus. What are you doing? Well, actually, what are they doing? They're doing what they did last year. The exact same thing. This is actually following a similar script, which is they're supposed to learn their lessons from that and not repeat that script. But here we are. I'll talk about that in just a second. First, I want to thank you once again for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen Head on over to Locked On Sixers. They will have, unless you want to, you don't want to hear them gloat. So check out the Locked On Sixers podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast. The Celtics have been here before. The Celtics have a year ago, almost to the day, it was May 11th. This game is played on, this is May 10th, right? It's May 10th. May 11th, the Celtics had the lead against the Milwaukee Bucks. They blew it. It was the the Bobby Portis putback where, uh, forget, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, maybe tipped the ball away from one another. Horrible loss. Horrible loss. Game five at home. You go down 3-2. They've been here before, just a year ago. A horrible loss at home. Down 3-2 to the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. No, no Chris Middleton. But the, you know, that's still that team, that Bucks team would beat this Sixers team for sure. The Celtics go in and win game six. Tatum is amazing. Jalen Brown, I mean, uh, yeah, Tatum was amazing. And they came back here and they won. So let's get that out of the way. This is still a winnable series. It's still a winnable series. The Celtics, it may not feel like it's a winnable series because you win game three and chances are you're going to win game four. You've got two chances to win one while the other team has to go on a two-game winning streak. So yeah, the odds are in Philly's favor at this point. Didn't think I'd be saying that at this point, but here we are. So it's funny. We're we're doing media after the game. We're doing, you know, the, the press conferences. 
and Jalen came out and Al and Smart and Missoula and we're waiting for Tatum. And we all know Tatum's going to take a little bit because he's always late. He's always the last one. So I get up to use the men's room and I get into the men's room. There's another reporter there. And, and I was just kind of saying, like, I can't believe I had to, you know, I, I might have to start writing off-season pieces. I have to like switch into off-season mode. I was getting ready to apply for my finals media credentials. And I, all of a sudden, this weekend, I might be working on off-season stuff. So, and, and we were just kind of lamenting that. And as we're talking about that, this other, like this season ticket holder comes into the men's room and he's like, I don't know about you guys. I, I, this is the most confident I've been. I've never been more confident in a win this season or in a game this season, as I am about this next one, is what he said. I've never been as confident in a game this season as this next one. And you know what? He's right. He's right. I thought this might be the adversity game, but it's not. The Celtics coming home, game five at home, they probably sat there and said, we got this. And that's the last thing you want the Celtics to say. Because they don't got this. However, you want adversity on the road. Game six, down three, two is adversity. If the Celtics hold true to form, these guys, as infuriating as they may be, could come out in that that game six and either be dominant or have it be a battle and they execute down the stretch like we haven't seen them execute down the stretch could be doing the, wow, this team, this version of this team is amazing type of podcast afterwards. Um, but they have been here before. And it's funny. Al Horford's like, yeah, we can absolutely draw on that. We can draw on that. That's, that's, we, we understand what the circumstances are. We've been there. We know that it, we know what it takes and we've done it before. Jason Tatum, same thing. Although Tatum is just generally like, as even keel as you get. He just is not going to come in here unless it's the finals. He's not going to come in here after a loss and just be despondent. Most of the time after a loss, he just comes in like, yep, unfortunate. We made some mistakes, blah, 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 blah. We'll watch some film and we'll try to win the next game because, hey, you know what? It's kind of a healthy attitude. We don't, you know, you might listen to it and say, where you know he, he, that attitude sucks. Like actually, no. It's it's a it's actually a healthy attitude. That's what a healthy attitude looks like. Uh, not too high, not too low. But um, he feels confident. Horford feels confident. Marcus Smart feels confident. Jalen Brown's the only one who was like, uh, yeah, you know, that last year's last year. This year's different, and you know, we we hope to win this time around, and and we have to be better than we were in this game, or else the result's going to be different. Which is true, but also the Celtics have been here before. So I would not be shocked. I absolutely would not be shocked by a win in game six at all. I would not be surprised by it. I would not be surprised if they came in and or anything happened. I would not be surprised if the Celtics went and got blown out. I would not be surprised if they did the blowing out. It could it could go in a million different directions right now. But I think the uh the 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 lesson from this season is that the Celtics 
and last season too, as I've said a million times, they can't handle prosperity, but they love when things are down. They love that adversity. And this is as adversity as you get. Celtics down 3-2 to the Sixers. Takes me a second to process that. Down 3-2 to the Sixers. Huh. <laughs> hey, credit to the Sixers. Credit to Embiid. I thought that knee was going to be a problem, and he's getting through it. He's gutting his way through it. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, the Celtics let him get going for 6 of 12 from 3. He was, he was going to be due that game. Daniel House Jr., I mean, the defense was so bad that Daniel House played 15 minutes and was really killing the Celtics. I don't know how we ended up a minus eight. A minus eight. I mean, he must have been on the floor for a lot of uh, the the end of the game. That's what it is. He was on the floor for the Celtics' uh, big nine point uh, advantage with the Bus One boys. But when it mattered, he was not a minus eight. He was he was actually very helpful. And the fact that Daniel House spent any time demolishing the Celtics should be embarrassing to the Celtics. Um, Harden was fine. Triple-double. I mean, no, not a triple-double. Almost a triple-double. 17 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, 10 free-throw attempts. That's a triple-double, right? Right? That's a Harden triple-double. Points, rebounds, and free-throw attempts. Uh, the Celtics left too many points. They left 9 points at the free-throw line. They're not going to shoot 100%, so nine points, realistically, they, they you should have gotten six or seven more. Uh, but, hey, six or seven, that's 115, 110. Uh, but the bottom line for the Celtics is it's, it's about the three-pointer, and they hit 12. If they had hit 16, hit four more, well, that's your difference. Four, that, that's, that's, that's a tie game. What are the Celtics going to do on Thursday night? I feel like this is going to be a shockingly efficient kind of blowout type of game. I just that's their mo, and I don't know what's going to happen in Game Seven. Game Seven at home, they should they should handle it. Boy, it could be a great setup for another, you know, gut punch for the Sixers. They really get a lot of those from the Celtics, so maybe the Celtics are just kind of like long gaming them and uh, setting them up for one last pull of the football like Lucy does to Charlie Brown. Uh, I will be back tomorrow with a podcast that kind of uh, go back and looks at some more of what, what went wrong in this game, which is basically everything. Marcus Mars said afterwards, everything went wrong. I'll also look ahead to that game six and, and much more. So check that out. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube. Hop into the comment section. Let me know what you think there. Let everybody know what you think. Sixers fans are in there talking smack for sure. Uh, so go check that out and respond. And uh, you know what? I would love to see you share the podcast, tell your friends and family and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.